Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, systemic feedback. So what do we do when we've tried giving negative feedback, but it doesn't seem to be working? We've given repeated instances of feedback, and yet we don't see a change in a direct behavior. We give systemic feedback, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we go on with the show, I just want to ensure that you're aware of our upcoming May 20th Effective Manager Conference in Los Angeles, California. If you're interested in joining us for one day of effective management, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, delegation, and how to tie it all together in the performance management system, then the one-day Effective Manager Conference is what you want. May 20th, Los Angeles, California. Hope to see you there. All right, here we go with the show. All right, Mark. I'm a regular Manager Tools listener. I've listened to all the podcasts about feedback. Yes. I've been following the four-step model. Yes. I would I would have thought you wouldn't have to listen to it because you actually are on the cast, but no, yeah. okay. go okay. ahead. Okay. You're, you're ruining the whole atmosphere yeah, I'm trying yeah, to create here. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I've been listening. So I, I've been, I've been doing feedback. I have a, I have a particular individual I'm having problems with, not yeah. performing the way I would like him to. Right. Um, I've been doing it a while. I'm getting no results. The feedback model doesn't work. Right. What do I do then? Well, I'd have to know a few more things. Um, we, we get a lot of posts in the forums where people say, I've been giving feedback and it doesn't seem to be working. And when we do a little bit of investigation, we discover that their definition of feedback and our definition of feedback are two different things, right? Okay. Well, like you said, I, I've, I've actually been on the podcast, so I know how the feedback <laughs> model is supposed to work. So, so play with me here and just assume you, you, yeah, you've that you have been doing it correctly. You've walked me, you've walked me through what I'm doing. I explained to you in specific details the words I'm using, how I'm saying them, yeah, body language, they do matter, facial right? expression. Yep. So you yeah, know that matter. I'm doing it. What's next? Yeah. Systemic feedback. And, um, What's funny, it's amazing that we're four years into podcasts. It just shows you how many topics we've got to cover, how many things we can talk about that we haven't covered systemic feedback yet. Systemic feedback is easy to give. It really is just the four-step feedback model with a change in focus. And if you already know how to give standard feedback, and in this case, you do, systemic feedback is is really simple to implement, I think, Probably we've alluded to it before, but but the fact is it's simple to implement, but but the simplicity belies how powerful it can be, um, because really well delivered systemic feedback is exceptionally hard to ignore on the part of a direct, and as well it lays excellent groundwork for further efforts if the direct doesn't change his or her behavior. Um, basically, systemic feedback is the capstone of the manager tools feedback system. And, and so and for those of you who are listening, but maybe aren't familiar with the entire system, which is starter feedback, standard four-step feedback model, the shot across the bow, and then finally systemic feedback. If you're not familiar with those, and particularly the four-step model, which is the first one we ever delivered, please go back and review those casts because we're not going to give you detailed examples of every single one of those that would that that would get you to the four-step model. We'll do another cast at some point in the future about the entire system 
and it'll probably be a multi-parter because we'll go through and we'll, we'll, we'll give an example and we'll talk about each step and why they connect together so well, because we discovered a long time ago that some people are resistant to change, particularly that coming from their manager. And um, we need to give managers tools that work over a long period. And that's what the feedback system does. And systemic feedback is the last step. Right. And if you're new to manager tools and you want to get those cast, the easiest way to do that is go to the manager tools website. And in the RSS feed section, there is a link to the manager tools basics. And the basics have all the, in addition to one uh, podcast on one-on-ones coaching delegation, all the feedback podcasts are in there. At least that's a good place to start. Uh, yeah. The, the basics. I almost think, Mike, you know, we're going to have enough cast here if we don't already that there ought to be a feedback feed. Yes, I agree. Just on feedback. I mean, I when agree. you think about, and we ought to probably do it in order with the starter model and then, and so on. Good. One more thing to add. Yeah, to just die. You love it. You, you I, love I, it. I, I love making these commitments on the air. It's just great. <laughs> Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? Okay, five five key steps. We're going to, first of all, talk about what is systemic feedback. We're going to give you the definition and give you an incredibly detailed example that will be helpful because people, when I've, when I've described it before, people go, what? But then when we give an example, they're like, oh, I got it. And number two is when do we use it? Number three is how is it different? Number four is how do we use it? And then five, we want to talk about two dangers that are related to it because it is the capstone of the system. The really important one here is the first one. What is systemic feedback? It takes that, that's most of the cast and we want to want to make sure everybody understands that where we define it and go into the example. Good. Okay. So let's get right to it. What is systemic feedback? It is the capstone of the manager tools feedback system. As I said before, it follows the starter feedback model, the standard feedback model, and what we call the shot across the bow. There are a couple of other small um, parts of the system we haven't released yet. They're not critical. You can get by without them for years, um, but, th- but those are coming at some point in the future. These are the core uh, parts of the system. Basically, systemic feedback changes what we're talking to our direct about. Because if we're giving feedback, standard feedback, for weeks and weeks or months and months, and nothing is changing, we need to do something different, right? I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah, we just, we fire them. <laughs> no. No? No, okay. Hold, hold your horses there. We'll do that next week. Huh? Okay. Um, uh, basically, it changes what we're talking to our directs about, and it also raises the consequences associated with their continued failure to change their behavior. The glossary, the official definition is systemic feedback addresses the direct's combination of continued failure to change with their stated commitment to change, because that's part of step four, right? They commit to change. It addresses the greater failure, which is meeting a repeated commitment. Um, failure to meet commitments is a systemic failure that no organization can long tolerate among its members. Okay. And people look at me when I say that and they go, what? And I finally realized why they say, what? <laughs> because it's technically true, what I just said, but I don't think it's terribly helpful. So let's try to be helpful here. So, let, so let me, why don't we do this? Why don't I give you an example of a problem I'm having okay. with a particular individual, yeah. and you walk me through how systemic feedback might help me? Sure. Okay, so... Okay, sure. When you said, suppose you have a problem, I'm like, okay, well, which one of the many? No. <laughs> And and then you would you respond back yes and then the problem is you <laughs> okay this is where we would we would 
cut the recording and you and I'd have a conversation that we'd come back and <laughs> start all over. But nice. We're, we're just going to move on. Move on. We're Don't look behind on. the curtain here. Yeah. That's um, right. Okay. So let's, let's suppose I have a direct who's struggling in a particular area. And in this example, the real problem is with the quality of his work. All right. Okay. The standard now, and we, we process insurance claims here at Manager Tools. Okay. And <laughs> good, the good standard one. for his, his insurance claim submissions is 90% on time. And he cannot have a reg- – I'm sorry. Say that again. The, the standard – his on-time standard is what? 98%. Okay, great. Okay. Okay. And he also has a quality standard and that there, there can be no greater than 5% rejections due to errors or omissions on his part. Okay. Okay. And I have, and I have a whole, I have a whole team here and we turn stuff into the auditing team. And if it doesn't pass the quality audit, it comes back and he has to redo it. What's even worse is I have to check it thoroughly again. And as a matter of fact, in the end, we got to fill out a checklist and I've got to sign on the bottom line that says, yeah, I did it. So when a lot so, more work, right? So if we, we fail these, these, these audits, I've got a lot of work. Ahead of me. Yeah. Low quality work, uh, uh, you know, that has to be redone affects speed. It doesn't just affect quality. It affects speed and it also increases costs enormously. That's, that's where that old, t- that book comes from. Quality is free. Crosby's book, quality is free because if you do it right, it's free. It's the mistakes that cost money. Right. Yeah. And the real cost to, to Austin, this guy's name is Austin. The, the real cost to Austin is that really torques me off. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Crosby actually yeah. had that in his thing, but that's, no. that's part of the cost here. So now Austin is, he's a, I mean, he's a really good kid. I mean, I like him a lot. Okay. Um, and while he makes all his de- his time deadlines routinely, right. he unfortunately, he also misses routinely his quality deadline. Okay. So when I took over the team, about like I took it over like six months ago. Okay. His previous six weeks data were rejection rates of six, nine, seven, eleven, and five. Eleven. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Five weeks in a row, and only one time in that only one week did he meet his quality standard. Right. And I talked to his previous supervisor, and that sample is not unusual. This has been going on okay. for a while. Okay, now just to be clear, he has good relationships with his teammates. Right. He's well liked. He has an advanced degree. And talking to folks on the team and with my peers, everybody agrees that he has skills that would make him, at least in the beginning, a good supervisor. Right. But here's a problem. With this track record, he's not getting promoted. You know, it's interesting. You're sharing me this stuff. I appreciate you giving me the, the sort of the broader stuff because sometimes in the forums, when a manager comes to us and says, Hey, I've got this particular problem, which is, which is why the forums exist. You know, what do I do? My director's doing this or I'm getting a new job. How do I handle it or whatever? Or my boss is saying this. What do you think it means? We get a lot of responses from people. Well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You know, are you sure he feels good about his job and everything? And, and generally we look askance at that because if the person's not doing their job to some degree, do we really care whether it's a motivation issue or a skill issue? We need to start by saying what you're doing is not appropriate and then collaborate with them on how they're going to change it. So it helps me to know that there aren't other problems. Although to tell you the truth, even if there were other problems, I might deal with those other problems, but I wouldn't necessarily conflate Austin's problems with some other coworker with his failure to meet his quality standard. Because even if the problem with the other coworker goes away, that quality standard failure is going to haunt him for a long time. Yep. You got okay. it. Okay. All right, so I'm a manager tools manager, so guess what? 
I've been giving him the standard four step feedback model for a while here. I, I've been doing it for eight weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and just be clear, I'm talking about I've been giving the four the full four step standard model, not the stand not the starter feedback model, the standard model for eight weeks. Right. Okay. Okay. And nothing's happening. He hasn't made any changes. Okay. I'm lost. What do I do? I thought this feedback. Okay, so, so let, let me ask you a quick question. You, you, you're you're adamant about about the standard feedback model. That's good. That's good. Are you certain that your step four is pretty rock solid? And what I mean by that is, that, you know, for those of you who haven't heard, if you're listening to us for the first time, we're not going to go through the entire thing. But it, but it, but just real quickly, the feedback model goes like this. First thing you do is you say, "Hey, can I give you some feedback?" You always ask first. That may seem very non-boss-like, but that's okay. We're not interested in being a boss. We're interested in being an effective manager and a professional. So we say, hey, can I give you some feedback? Austin says yes. And you say, when you miss your quality deadline, and of course, that's a behavior because work product is a quality, uh, or when you miss your quality standard, because quality standard is a work product, when you miss your quality standard, here's what happens. I have to take more time. You have to take more time. And it's frustrating. And then step four, the key step in the four-step standard model is what can you do differently? Now, there's another way you could say it. You said, could you do this differently? And that's the softer version. And we're not talking about that one. We're talking about the standard model where you say, what could you do differently? And the reason we do it is because Austin is the one doing the work. Austin is the one who is most likely to come up with, at least in the beginning, most likely to come up with an effective approach to solving his problem. We don't want to get in the business of solving all of our direct problems. A lot of managers do that. They feel like a hero, uh, and they're increasing the chances that their directs will stop solving their own problems and come to the boss all the time. And that's not an effective way to grow an organization. So you feel solid in step four that you've been saying, what can you do to change your behavior? And he's been giving you believable, achievable statements. Absolutely. Every time for, for the last eight weeks, he is committed directly to changing his behavior. Every time he's, he's given me specific things he's going to do. He said, I'll double check my work. I'll use the checklist that we, that we have in the company. Mm-hmm. Every single time he said, I'll fix it. And he's committed to doing something different about it. Is it reasonable to assume that if he does follow the checklist and if he does double check his work, you would expect him to be catching these errors? Absolutely. Well, okay. No, it, okay. It works for all his peers, so I assume it worked for Okay. Him. So so let's be clear about what he did then. In step four of the model, in this case, Austin committed to changing his behavior, right? Absolutely. But he doesn't do it. And just to be clear here, I've I've done what you've you've suggested I do. I've been casual about my feedback. I haven't yelled, I haven't raised my voice. Relaxed, comfortable. It's not confrontational, feedback. right? Right. And not threatening. Yeah, and and he commits to to, to change his behavior, and he look at he knows next time I come to him I'm going to be casual I'm not going to yell there's not going to be the consequences of an angry boss here, and so he commits to changing behavior, but nothing's changed. Right. In fact, I know some some managers who say to us, I I can't do the feedback model the way you say because I I need them to fear me because I'm just afraid that if I'm too casual about it, they'll blow me off. I'm like, wow, okay. Actually, I think those people are just secretly, they want to be in charge, but. I'll be honest with you, that, that thought has crossed my mind here. I'm really right. at my wit's end. Yeah, you, you, you're saying to yourself, look, I, I, I did what you guys said and it's not working. Okay. The critical distinction of the standard model is in step four, we have created a new challenge for the direct because repeated commitments 
to changing behavior without changing the behavior is a different form of behavior failure, if you will. When a direct has given repeat, has been given repeated standard feedback, they are repeatedly committing to changing the behavior. Okay? So that's what Austin's been doing. He said repeatedly, I'm going to do X or Y or Z and meet standard. And he hasn't. Okay? Now, at this point, hopefully everybody sees what's coming. Up till now, every week, you've been giving him feedback on his quality numbers. And when he, obviously when he fails to meet the standard. But think about his commitment to improve week after week, followed by a behavior to do, by behavior to do so. Isn't that a new form of behavior? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Austin has been committing to changing his behavior and then he hasn't done so. And that is a form of behavior. And we're basically what we're doing is we're switching from the quality, which is certainly important to the fact that he's created and we've taught, we've asked him to do a new behavior. He's got two behaviors. One, the quality stuff and his commitment and following through on his commitment, which is essentially one of the core things that professionals have to do. Yeah, that's that sounds a little worse, actually. Yeah, it does. Uh, look, if the guy was worried about whether or not he get promoted with his track record, if he continues and he continues to commit, which the four step model is re that's the beauty of it, and he continues to commit and the community doesn't change, it's the death knell of him ever getting promoted because he's not only not meeting standards, he's willing to make commitments he's not following through on. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to suggest you give him some systemic feedback. And obviously, right, you'd say, Austin, can I give you some feedback? And he says, sure. All right. He knows what's coming. How would you change it? Remember now, we're not giving feedback anymore about the quality standard being missed. We're giving feedback now about he made a commitment and he didn't keep it. So that's the behavior. Yes, it's predicated on the quality thing, but he didn't keep it. So what does that sound like? Okay. So it's no longer about the quality anymore. It's about, okay, so... Let me, let's just pretend you're Austin. It'll be easier for me. So, okay, fine. Hey, so, hey, Austin, can you give some feedback? Sure, boss. Look, w- when you tell me week after week that you're going to improve your results, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the quality standards here, right? Right, right, right. And then you don't repeatedly. My concern is no longer about the quality more. So this is not about quality anymore. It's mm-hmm. about you making repeated commitments to me and failing to meet them. I got to tell you, in my mind, this is much more serious, much more serious than missing a standard. Your word of commitment will follow you your entire career, and particularly here at Manager Tools. What can you do differently now about that? Oh, boss, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I don't. I feel terrible. I, I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, probably what you're going to have is somebody sitting in stunned silence. But you just you just nailed it. Look, the fundamental difference is... By using the standard model, we ask the direct to commit to a change in behavior. If you've been six, eight, ten weeks, and they've committed to new behavior each of those times, maybe maybe a couple of times in some weeks, and then they've not followed through, they've not met their commitment, that is a different problem. And this failure or this behavior, frankly, we don't want to put too fine a point on it, it comes close to a breach of ethics and certainly of professionalism, or you could even argue a little bit of honor in that this person continues to do it week after week, and they know it. People know it. They're not stupid. They know it. And it also affects, as you alluded to, it also affects people taking them seriously in the future, right? Yeah. In fact, when I shared this with an executive, it's been, oh gosh, it's been 
10 years ago. He said, hey, it's funny. He, he made an analogy to the movie Top Gun. He said, your commitments are writing checks that your behavior can't cash. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the original line was, your ego is writing checks. Your body can't cash. But but um, the same basic thing. I mean, you, when you make commitment, you're supposed to follow through. And that's generally why we say, give yourself small goals in the beginning and meet them. And the, the desire here is to go from a work product or a work process behavior into a uh, interpersonal uh, behavior that is much more critical, much more uh, systemic to one's career. One can probably get away with, in a three- to six-month time period, not doing well on a given quality standard. There have been times in my career where I haven't done as well as other people in certain areas. But you can't do well long-term if you don't meet your commitments. In the case of systemic feedback, is the feedback almost always um, about failure to follow through on commitments? I don't have to make anything else up, right? It's, it's, and yeah. they've committed in step four to change their behavior. Yes. And, and that's why step four exists because a lot of people, the reason we started and we delivered step four, we delivered the four step model, the standard model first is because we knew it had to be the linchpin of the entire system. Okay. A lot of people say, I don't like step four. Well, we waited, I think three years or so. I don't remember when it came out to do the starter feedback model. And some people said, wow, that's great. It's easier and so on. But, yeah. but you've, but but you you can't go from starter one two three to systemic right and that's where we're so fearful about talking about the starter feedback up front because people would get comfortable with that yeah there's there's a little discomfort in step four and then they would not have the opportunity to go to systemic feedback yeah and in fact one of the things I said to a manager once that upset her I said I don't care whether you're comfortable this is your job and you're going to do it. Um, I, I wasn't their boss at the time. I was a consultant, but I said, you're going to do it or you're going to have some cognitive dissonance about why you're not doing your job and you're not getting promoted. That's easy. You're not getting promoted because you're not doing your job. And we don't pay you to do things you like that are comfortable. We pay you to be effective. And that, by the way, was not a terribly effective motivational technique for her. Although sometimes it is. Sometimes people go, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'll go do it. So, yeah, it, it is. Yes. To answer your question precisely, yes, it is the commitment and failing to follow through on the commitment that is the heart of systemic feedback. We have essentially changed from the uh, predicate behavior to a new behavior that is much more damaging long term. Okay, so let's let's go on to second point in your outline, because I'm curious. When do you use it? I think we got to get pretty clear about that. So, for example, I've been given feedback to Austin for a week. Can I get into? Nah, yeah, you can't. And, and we've already said we just we just said prior, so it's it's pretty obvious now. If you're giving the starter feedback model, it's not appropriate to go into systemic feedback. So to be more specific, let's just just outline for for us, if you will, when would it be appropriate? We use systemic feedback when first we have already been giving standard feedback again, including step four and allowing the direct to state new behavior, not just asking them to change, but asking them for the new behavior they're going to engage in. So that's first. And and second, they have not been engaging the behavior they've con- committed to such that they've achieved the objective. And generally, we wait at least six weeks, in some cases, as long as 10 weeks, giving four-step feedback model. Now, now you don't need to give four-step model every single day for six weeks. But if you were to give two pieces of feedback over five weeks, every week for five weeks, so you had 10 uh, standard feedbacks or or one every uh, six to eight or 10 weeks, uh, one per week for six to 10 weeks, then you'd probably be fine. Um, there are some people who say, well, I give feedback on this once a month. 
you know, if the behavior is only incident once a month, you probably need to be careful about going to systemic feedback after, say, six months, unless it's a significant part of someone's job, just because feedback separated by a month doesn't feel systemic in nature to most people. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think people need to understand that the, the consequences and of this kind of behavior, the failure to meet commitments, is significant enough that you just don't want to throw it out there willy-nilly. Yeah, exactly. And, and and this is the final step of feedback. You use systemic feedback in a case where someone has continued to change, fail to change, and you use it before you think about coaching someone in, in the event that the coaching is designed to get them to a standard. We coach everybody. Right. We coach all of our directs and, and, and some people we coach, they're at the top of their game and we're trying to get them better to get them promoted or get them raised or what have you. But, but if you're considering sanctions, if you're considering late stage coaching, which is the prelude to terminating somebody, unfortunately, you, then, then the final step of feedback is systemic feedback. And, and we strongly urge you to use it rather than going straight from standard feedback model right to coaching. Good. Late stage coaching, yes. performance. Yes, sorry. Yes. Yep, good. Okay, so so there, there's some obvious differences in the standard feedback model and systemic feedback. How is it different? Yeah, hopefully the example made it clear, but systemic feedback is different because the behavior we're giving feedback on is the failure to meet commitments as opposed to the original behavior that got us into the standard model. It perhaps feels different to managers, and in fact, I think you did a real good job in, in, in the year, in your delivery of uh, the systemic feedback, right? Well, I, I don't know. I, it did feel differently to me. And I thought maybe I might be doing it a little wrong. So you, so you help me because I, I felt like all the feedback I'd given to Austin before was very casual. I told you it was, it was very casual. Right. And I didn't feel terribly casual about. Yeah. The systemic feedback model. And I felt myself with a little, little tension in my voice, a little, and I, you know, yeah. I was thinking about kind of what I looked like. I was frowning. I wasn't, I wasn't smiling. I normally am pretty good. I smile when I get feedback. That's how I know I'm in the right mood. Right. And in this case, I wasn't smiling. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. It's completely appropriate for there to be some managerial tension, some role power tension in the delivery of this. Because look, if, if anybody out there thinks that the first time they give feedback, they've got to scowl because we can't tolerate any mistakes. Look, folks, you're smoking crack. The people in your organization make mistakes every day, all the time. Mistakes are rampant everywhere because this is a human organization and that's what we do. We make mistakes. If we were perfect, there would be no managers. Okay. Yeah, in fact, there are people who will say the reason I don't have any managers in my company is because um, I'm trying to encourage people. I believe managers cause lack of perfection. And I'm like, no, no. If I get rid of managers, maybe people won't won't make mistakes out of fear for their boss. No, people will make mistakes for other reasons. And you need yeah. managers to, to get the most out of people's productivity. So completely flat organizations don't work either. But if you immediately go to tension then you're saying my primary motivation is fear and fear drives even more bad behavior than standard uh, um, allowing people to do their best and, and uh, being a what we would call being a professional or an effective manager. So on the other hand, though, repeated failure to meet a commitment has to have the association of more significant consequences with it than simply saying 
gosh, I'm, I'm disappointed. Can you do that differently? Because, because the organization makes commitments externally. And if the individuals in an organization are okay failing to make, meet commitments, then the organization will begin to fail to meet commitments. And that doesn't work. So, so the tension that you had is absolutely appropriate. And it's almost a relief for some directs because they know after weeks and weeks and weeks of standard feedback, they know to expect something. Surely there's a, a ratcheting up of potential consequences. If there's not going to be any consequences, don't bother having the conversation to begin with. Right. Let them continue to do it and then don't complain about the results of your organization in the workplace. I think to put a, 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 an overarching point on it, it probably feels different in, in the sense that there could be consequences here. Okay. Um, you're right. You want to deliver them lightly and professionally. Smiling is good. You don't want to show power or anger or fear, but systemic feedback is, is more serious than starter feedback or, or standard feedback or shot across the bow. It would be inappropriate to deliver it in a casual way. Committing to actions and then not following through. Look, as we've already said, it's an order of magnitude different from missing a quality deadline, even if they've missed a quality deadline repeatedly. Good. Okay. Step four was our, our question we're going to answer there is how do we use it? And and I think that's obvious by this point, right? We use systemic feedback after standard feedback has failed to change the person's behavior. And it's simple. How we do it is simple, right? We modify step two to focus on the behavior, not of the original feedback, right? In this case, in Austin case, not about missing quality standards, but rather on the commitment he made and not and did not complete. Yeah. Step two is the step that changes in the stand in the systemic feedback model, we're talking about a different behavior. Okay. One of the things we want to talk about in today's cast, though, there, there are a couple dangers, two of them specifically with systemic feedback that I think we ought to share with folks. Yeah. Because you can't get to systemic feedback without a bunch of previous feedback. Well, I suppose you could, but it wouldn't be effective. It means that, that there, there's a, there's a predicate behavior that hasn't changed, right? There's an ongoing behavior that's not effective. This means that there's going to be a growing sense of a lack of satisfaction with the direct, regardless of how relaxed and professional we are in our delivery. And, and so there are two dangers related to that. The first one is you've got to be faithful to standard feedbacks. Step four. What we mean here is if, if you don't use the standard feedback model appropriately, if you're going to systemic feedback and you haven't been faithful to step four of the standard model previously, you really can't use a systemic model right? You've got to have those repeated commitments from our directs. And I think what happens is managers feel frustrated that they're not getting what they want out of the standard model. But then when they try to go to systemic, they don't have anywhere to go because they haven't been faithful to step four. They haven't said, gosh, I, you know, I really need to make sure I'm right on step four. And I ask for a new commitment of new behavior. Otherwise I won't be able to ratchet it up at, right. at, at systemic feedback. Yeah. Cause to be clear in step four, you can say, Hey, will you do that differently next time? Right. And if, if that's all you ever do, then you don't have that hook to go to systemic feedback. So the question has to be, what are you going to do differently next time? Exactly. In the fourth step of the standard feedback model, you could say, Hey, can you do that differently next time? Right. Let's them a little off the hook, makes it a little, feel a little more right. casual, but you're not getting commitment there. You have to ask the question, what are you going to do differently next time? Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you don't have that commitment to hang the systemic feedback on. Yeah, exactly. The way you said it is, is perhaps the strongest motivation for most of us to use step four, even if it feels a little bit awkward when we do it, is that without it, 
we're left with nowhere to go if the standard feedback model fails to change behavior. And, and in our experience, folks, we've seen lots of people do lots of crazy things that suggest they're willing to defend their bad behavior in egregious ways. So don't leave out step four. And if you've been doing s- standard feedback for six weeks and you haven't been doing step four, then you need to go six more weeks giving real four-step feedback with a commitment at the end before you go to systemic later. Right, right. Yeah, you can't do that once and then all yeah. go to systemic feedback. Yeah. <laughs> when you make a commitment to me once and don't follow through, I feel like firing you. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think okay. So. Now, the second thing, the second thing that is dangerous is you may find in some managers that you're going to imply that sanctions or consequences might be delivered at some point in the future. And if you imply it and if you make it an if then statement, look, if you don't do this, there's going to be consequences. You darn well better deliver the consequences. Okay. And what happens is managers throw up their hands a little bit. And then there's perhaps a threat of, of some action, some, some professional action against them or some consequences or, or, sanctions, and then they don't do it. And managers come to us and they say, feedback isn't working, so I'm going to put some teeth in it. Okay, maybe that's not ideal. But look, it is reasonable after weeks and weeks and weeks of lack of improvement and a manager genuinely saying, hey, I'm noticing, can you do that better? And they're not. But folks, if you promise sanctions, if we promise sanctions, we must deliver them when and how we say they're going to be delivered if the behavior change doesn't happen. If we promise to freeze their salary for the next year, we better freeze it. If we promise to remove them from from the promotion list, for the promotion interview list, let's say, we must remove them if they don't change. Otherwise, what happens is if you fail to do this last feedback step, if if you make commitments, if we make commitments that we don't follow through on, it can essentially eliminate all of the previous work of the starter and standard and shot across the bow steps in the model. They're going to see it as a stalling tactic that we finally admit that we have to put sanctions in place, but then we don't put sanctions in place. And that's going to demotivate their change going forward. And when they get in the same situation where they get negative feedback in the future, they're going to see it as the beginning of a long process that doesn't have teeth in it anyway. Yeah. And that's a very important point here. And I I don't want to drive right through it. Um, Any specific use of the feedback model and sanctions in particular has to support the overall process or system of performance management. I mean, there are systemic consequences associated with your use of the model in any particular instance. And you making a commitment, I'm talking about um, irony here, you making a commitment about consequences and not in your in your systemic <laughs> feedback and then failure to follow through on, on that uh, commitment of consequences. Um, is not terribly useful. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not, not very smart. Look, systemic feedback is an exceptionally effective way to get the attention and motivate the change of a direct who, is, who has resisted change, apparently, up until now. It does so in a way that's faithful to the overall feedback system, which, of course, is all about behavior, and it adds weight at the end of the system to the delivery by addressing a far more dangerous behavioral weakness, which is a failure to meet commitments. And you can't let your directs, no matter how long you're their manager, believe that it's okay to make commitments and fail to follow through. Well, I thought it was well-timed that we covered this. I mean, it's been almost, what, four years now? Yeah. We've been doing these podcasts, and we finally got around to systemic feedback. Now, we've alluded to it many times, but um, this is an important capstone of of the entire feedback system that folks really need to understand. 
And all we did today was talk about what, what it, what it is, how, when do you use it? How do you use it? How do we use it? And we want to be careful about those two dangers we mentioned. That's it. Good. Thanks, my friend. Enjoyed it. Thanks, partner. See ya. All right, folks, that's it. We'll see you all again next week. In the meantime, we'd love to get your feedback and comments about the show. The best way to do that is join us on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. So long, folks.